going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Bar Bar Podcast. It's episode 141. My name is Jake. I'm the resident Chelsea fan, of course. And this week, I've got the honour again of hosting the lads. Let's hear it from today. We've got Drew. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There we go. That's what we like. We've got Mace. Talk to me. What's good, man? <laughs> We've got Manu. Happy New Year, my brothers and sisters. That's what we like to hear. And last but not least, we have got Strides in the building. What's good, man? Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not just a new year hangover. Why are you doing this to... What, what, yeah, why do this to my brother? Or... Oh God, that is football. Um, usually I ask how everyone's doing, but I think listeners, you could probably guess from how everyone's responded how well we're all doing. Um, but instead, lads, it's New Year. It's 2023. We've made it through another one. Give ourselves pats on the backs, round of applause. What do we all do to celebrate bringing in the New Year? You know me, man. I'm a family man, man. So just. Did a family thing again. Pray to the Almighty, yeah. and you know, by one thirty, we were all sleeping like, like sleeping men and, and women <laughs> gone. Yeah, man, it was, it was pretty. It's pretty good. There's a look, local house party for me, man. Um, I don't really like going out out in England for New Year's. It's either house party or I'm staying indoors, man. I don't know what it is, but going out in England. Like getting home, it's a, it's a madness on New Year's. So mm-hmm. unless if I'm if I'm abroad, then yeah, I always want to spend my New Year's abroad, man. So 2023 New Year's Eve, man, I don't want to be in in England, man. Let me be abroad, please. <laughs> like your New Year's resolution, man. You <laughs> this time next yeah, year, I won't be here. Like that. <laughs> 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 no, to be fair, I'm I'm pretty much the same. I, I was had at to home. Step out, man. Oh, go on, Calvin. Talk to us. Yeah, you had to step up. Obviously, I, bro, I can't lie. New Year's is very overrated and it's expensive. Yeah. But I, bro, I can't be indoors in New Year's, innit? I like to pop the buckle and celebrate and, you know? <laughs> Get up to no good. We can we can read between the lines, Kelvin. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. But, lads, we're here to talk about some football, right? And this game week was... I think for the members of this pod, up and down. But we'll start with an up. And it was Liverpool taking on Leicester Friday night. Despite it being an up for Liverpool, it could really not have started worse. As their defensive line decided not to be one, but about three or four <coughs> different places. As Leicester side through their defence, take a 1-0 lead very early on, thanks to Dewsbury Hall. However, Liverpool managed to bounce back when Wiltface decided to finally make his debut club debut for his boyhood club we were actually telling Leicester and scored two quite simply put comical own goals in a matter of minutes game ends 2-1 after a, a not as much entertaining first half because I mean literally all the second half I think for me was wow every time FaZe got the ball the Liverpool fans were shouting shoot no matter where he had it and it was three vital points for Liverpool in their race to get back into the top four but Drew, I think we can easily sit here and say it could have been so much more for Liverpool, really, because Darwin Nunez, we keep coming back to it, 
he just did not have his shooting boots. Now, <laughs> we've had many discussions on Sench, Central C, whatever other names Toast comes up with, because I lose track of how many he has. But um, you're not concerned for him at all. And I can see why, because off the ball, he is tremendous. But can you just lay out why, even given his lack of finishing at the moment, you're completely fine with it? Chaos, man. Chaos. I mean, if, if, I, if I have to compare him to like other strikers in the league, yeah, who obviously in terms of like goal scoring, they're better. Um, in terms of like occupying a defence and creating so many chances for themselves, there's not many that do it that do it in the way Nunez does. I think he ranks number one um, in in like in in like the metrics in terms of like chances created, but also like big chances missed as well. So obviously that's not that's not a good sign. But I mean, I like I I pretty like pretty much like everything about him. And the more I see him in the Liverpool shirt, the more I'm like, yeah. But it's just like the finishing, the composure, him like finding his feet when it matters. Um, that's 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 where I need him to, you know to cut better at but I feel like it, it, not just that in terms of like him when he has the ball when he's in a position to pass he does that well as well I think and he, he's doing it a lot better now um, the more games he's playing so literally the only thing with him is, is just his finishing man and obviously that's what we bought him for so that's that's what we need to judge him on specifically um, but in my opinion it will come man it will come we, he just has to keep getting the chances we need to keep finding him um and yeah, Salah missed two great chances as well yesterday as well. So that that kind of got not yesterday, a couple of days ago. That kind of gets overlooked as well. But uh, yeah, man, I'm not worried yet in terms of Nunez, man. As long as he gets busy, that's that's the bare minimum. Well, he, he is always yeah, ending up in these that. places. Yeah, when you go for it, I actually hear what Andy what Andy's saying, man. Because when I watch him as well, like the potential is definitely there. Um, I remember the one chance that he did miss. He's got he's a good dribbler with pace. Mm-hmm. Um, the goals will come, man. He's a striker, so um, I think yeah. Obviously, Corn has to run, but when he clicks, and hopefully it does click, but this um, it's going to be good. But at the same time, it could actually be a flop, Andy. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, let's also remember that. Yeah. But, yeah. If he if he doesn't if he, if he keeps like, if he keeps on for way too long. <laughs> then he might his confidence might shatter. But I feel like the other parts he, he gives like assists as well and things like that. So he lays off chances as well. So that's yeah, he's not just um trying to get a goal, you know. Yeah. True, and I'll ask you a quick one then. Like wh- why do you think he's missing these chances? Because I think he leads the league in big chances missed. And do you think it is a confidence issue? Do you think it's a lack of technique at this point in his career? I what what factors do you attribute this to? I mean, I, I was I asked Shalom about last weekend because I actually don't know to be honest because um, I watched a bit of Darwin last season at Benfica and he wasn't doing none of this. Of course, he he looked a bit clumsy even at Benfica last season, but in terms of like big chances, whenever he had a big chance, he was bagging them. So I don't understand why at Liverpool. Um, when he has a lot more, what Shalom said might be true, like when he has a lot more time to think, when it's like a one-on-one or when he's like darting in front of goal and there's a lot to do from his point of view, I think his his mind just goes, I don't know where it goes to be honest, but when it's like a, a header or like a tapping or whatever, you know them Haaland goals where you don't have to think too much, then I think if he gets, if he's in those positions, then 
yeah, he will back. And I think so far he has scored those type of goals. But the goals where he has to like, he does everything well, where he has to run towards the goal, uh, do the one-on-one, has to think, okay, which corner am I going to? Am I going to square it off? Am I going to chip it? By then, his mind has just confuzzled him. His, his legs has turned jelly, his peak. So I think, I think at the moment, this is where it is. And I feel, I feel like he just needs to develop that cool head, the coolness and Get that confidence back, man. Um, as the, because, yeah, in the summer, you know, after his brilliant season at Benfica, every single team was after him, you know. So he needs to get back to that level um, in front of goal. And then, yeah, we'll be fine, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, I want to talk about the rest of the performance. So, rest of the performance. So, Mace, I want to bring you in on this. So, defensively, obviously, for the goal, like I referenced at the start, that defensive line was all over the joint. But I think afterwards they really held out quite well defensively. Like I thought Trent against Harvey Barnes was very good given the amount of shit that gets thrown his way defensively about his defensive performances. I thought he actually turned up that midfield though. Now you've got Tiago who was man of the match and deservedly. So he was fantastic, but Henderson and Elliot were nowhere for me defensively. They did. They refused to track runners. They refused to offer any protection for you, is that yeah. their biggest weakness as of right now? I mean, yes. I think we've discussed this. Uh, I think I discussed this with Drew a um, couple of pods ago regarding Liverpool and where they are. Um, I think you have to s- surmise that the three in midfield are their best, hence why they're being played. And if this is the best Liverpool can offer, the, the table doesn't lie. Um. I think Liverpool will be looking to strengthen. I, I would say I would think Jordan Henderson has to would have to kick. Um, the Ex- jury expeditiously, kind of, expeditiously. Yeah, yeah. the jury's still out on Harvey earlier on for me, for me. But he's a good player. I, um, maybe it could be a situation where you when you um, improve with better players, he will stand out as well. So yeah, that's um, Capman. I, f- I think I think this has probably been Harvey's worst game in in months, to be honest. Um, but I do hear what people are saying about him in regards to because I think like even some Liverpool fans are turning turning against him because he is like he's got the technical attributes and everything, but physically he doesn't seem like he's there yet. And I feel like this is the case with a lot of Liverpool youngsters where like they got most things on a technical level, but like on a physical level they're just not. They're just not that. Even though Harvey is not directly from our academy, but but still, yeah, I think that's what it is with him, man. But I don't think he's bad at all in terms of a Premier League I don't player, think man. He's, I don't think he's bad, but the difference between him and what's his name, the other light skinned Dunny that's just faded into the dark. What's his name? The midfielder. Jacob Ramsey. One. No, 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 no. And no. um, what's his name? The tall one. The tall midfielder. What for? For who? For Liverpool. The light. The light skinned one. Carvalho. No. Fabinho? What's this? No, 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 no. The one Kenner used to rave about that we that, that said was better than the ESR. Oh. That's how good he is. We can't remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, well, that ends that. It will come to me. Essentially, the difference between both of them is that Harvey had that extra source about him. He made things happen. And that's what illuminated him. That's what got people excited about him. But over the couple, over the season, at least, and the games that he's played, he's been doing enough to stay in the 
to stay in the game, but not stepping up. Mm. So hence why the jury's out for me with Harvey, because as a young player, it's 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 your next your job is to step up, is to show people you're here to play. But um, I don't think Harvey is their biggest issue right now. I think it's definitely Henderson and filling up that that midfield for me, um, Jake. So yeah, that's when Liverpool. That's where Liverpool should be focusing on next um, summer. And hopefully, if they do that, then they can be back to where they they were before. I'll give you a follow up question, mate, because you just said that you the summer. So do mm. you not think Liverpool should be trying to address that now? Do you, do you think they've got enough to get through the year? Because they're, they're in a race for top four. I think they're currently six points off United or four points off United. Four. Um, thank you. Thank you for correcting me. So four points off United. Do you think that central midfield combos that they've currently got right now yeah. will be enough to get them there? Given especially um, how well United are playing, how well Newcastle. Are um, the thing is, it, just just to digress a second, the player I was talking about was Curtis Jones. Um, the thing is, um, to go back to what you said, for you to go fix that midfield, you're you're going to be paying a a king's ransom more like because it's it's you're not going to find that quality in Jan for cheap. It's going to be expensive. So I don't think it's financially well if they have the piece they can go spend it but i don't think it's something it's a it's a um sell or, or buy that they will get this jan i think they will focus on the summer to probably clear up sell a couple of players like um we're talking curtis jones even uh, um oxlade those players and just reinvest in the summer but um the club has a job in his hand to turn this team around to keep them pushing up the league but I don't think they will go out there and spend as, as and buy big players because I'm hearing um, Jude's father um, prefers Liverpool to the rest, so that's good for Liverpool fans. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. I disagree, man. To be honest, I think like in, especially in today's football, like where there's like a lack of overall quality across the board in terms of strikers, I don't think like in centre midfield there there isn't. I think in terms of like very expensive and your mid-range prices, there's decent enough options, you know, to 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 fill to to fill our needs, especially in Liverpool. Like I'm talking about players like Nunez that's at Wolves. I'm talking about players like even Musa that's at Villarreal. Like these type of players, like you don't have to spend a king's ransom to get them in, you know. And they will probably do a similar job, if not. You know, not better, but probably will do a similar job to an Enzo Fernandez or a Jude Bellingham, who are just um, on paper they're proven. You know, so that's why I feel like in terms of sending midfield in Liverpool, we just have to scout really well and make sure we get the right player for our needs. And it doesn't even have to be those two names, man. Like I'm, I'm I wouldn't even be first. Can you do all that within a month? So uh, if you get if you're going out there to get these players you've mentioned like the um the guy that plays um is it Yunus that plays for Valencia? I think the I think the thing with Liverpool um, like when we grab a player it's been they've they've been targeted from a long time so it's not like mm-hmm. we don't do this last minute whatever even the Gakpo one I was surprised but they were saying they've been following Gakpo for a while even though I smell cap on that one but. I digress, but just in I general, mean, most big teams have been falling gap for a while. Yeah, so but not, I, I don't believe the Liverpool one. To be honest, I don't believe yeah. the Liverpool. I think the Liverpool one was a panic buy, but yeah. uh, but obviously we needed a left winger. 
Um, but in, in terms of like, yeah, the centre midfields, I think like in terms of that, Liverpool have been needing one for like two seasons, so we still haven't really bought anyone. So I'm, I'm guessing Liverpool in that department have done extensive scouting for a long time. So if we happen to get someone, they've been scouted for a long time. So. Yeah, in terms of the centre midfield, it's not like strikers, man, where like striker is peak across the board. But like centre midfield, I don't think so, man. I think there's a lot of good centre midfielders walking around. Not to digress, Jake, but can we talk about Naby Keita and his points? Because two, three seasons ago, Drew and these men were talking about how he's supposed to be the second coming of whoever. And he's just turned out to be a letdown. I think we, we have to kind of place him as a flop at this stage. Yeah, I'd agree. Like, I think, to be fair to Liverpool, it is one of their few flops, given their recent track record, but it's just not turned up. That's And I don't think anyone could really argue against that, whether it be injuries or just not being able to really change it on the pitch. But yeah. it's what it is. I think he's out of contract to the end of the year, Drew. Correct me if I'm wrong. But yeah. That, that that just adds to the sense of right okay we we will make a signing i think you're i think it's very adamant that liverpool will be making a signing i think the only way yeah the only thing that decides your budget is your ownership uh if fsg are still in place without any new whether it's a part owner or a full yeah owner yeah takeover, i agree so yeah. that that's something to keep an eye on but we will see if Liverpool do a move. I think I agree with you as well. If it does come through, it will be someone they have highly scouted for a while. Scouted. They won't just panic. They won't just go and panic by Amrabat from Fiorentina just because he had a good World Cup. I can't yeah. see that. No. Anyway, so on Friday night, the other game saw Brentford go and actually win away and put even more pressure on David Moyes by beating West Ham 2-0. <sighs> Moyes is on a very fine thread at the minute. And Ivan Tony. Also making the most of his time before the judgment comes on his ban. He goes and scores again. Bre- like Brentford are just putting up points because as soon as Tony goes, that team is going to completely. <laughs> but change, I'm but... I'm sorry. Yeah. How how are you losing to Brentford at home though? That's that's if it's like in West London at their ground. I'm like calm because they are very strong there. These men, I've said this before. Yeah, they don't. They, they just play 19 games, in it. They don't play 38. They don't care about the other 19 away. Like, that's just... You get me? If we do, if we collect our points at home, that's us. So, for West Ham to lose and not even score, poor man. They played so badly as well. So badly. Um, Paquette is looking like a flop. Um, ben Rama... I yeah he's he's he he he's hiding he's a player that's hiding that's just point blank there are certain players you look at him as a player who's very agile who can dribble who's direct you're asking okay move the ball down the center similar to what um Jesse Lingard did for West Ham um in the season when they were so so deadly and effective he isn't doing that um, so I, I, I it's a shame because people will we we will blame Moyes but I think the players are letting him down. I honestly think so. Have they bought well, though, do you reckon, guys? Do you think, I like, mean, they've invested well? But you think about, like, someone like Skamaka, PSG yeah. wanted him. Paqueta, like, he was playing brilliantly for Leon, and he went to the World Cup and played fantastically. Like, it's not that they've went and bought, let's say, poor names, but, like, Bowen has disappeared this year. Suchek has been dreadful. Like mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I, Rice, I, yeah. I, I, Rice as well, Basmati. Rice. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's Suchek had that one season, man, when he was in everyone's fantasy. Assist mm. scores like every week. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's happened. Do you reckon? Um, I think they're, they're suffering a burnout because obviously they were in the Europa um, last season. They probably weren't used to playing as many games. Um, Europa and Conference, like, in it. Uh, Ripple. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, the Conference League. Sorry. Yeah, they were in that, and I think I know they've had a break. But I feel like there's been some sort of um, ripple effect from that because how else can we um, explain this downfall of West Ham? For me, yeah, this is lost anyone major. Nah, Monia, this this is why I ask. Like, do you guys feel like they've like invested well? Because I feel like they haven't really like replaced like even like the older parts of their squad. Like, they still got like Ogbonna, Dawson running around. They still got like what's what's that Donny's name? The man like Jim. What's his name? Um, Antonio. Antonio. Like, come on, man. Donny's like that. You just have to move on, man. I agree. Like, Declan Rice and obviously um, Suchek, obviously, they haven't reached their levels that they've previously reached. But I think, like, as even as an 11, man, they, they, they are not good, man. Like, Jared, Bowen, good. Jared Bowen as well. He hasn't really um, stepped up as well. Um, those three. But then Lucas Paqueta, he's been in and out. Oh, I don't know, man. Even if you look at it from a footballing perspective, Skamaka hasn't worked out. Do you man think um, Declan's gonna cut? He will cut, I think, summer. Yeah, hundred. Of course he will, but it's down to his contract, though. It's yeah. That's what comes down with this type of players that sign stupid amount of like years in their contract. Then at the end of the season, they're crying. Yeah, it's a death. It's a death. It's a death row thing. But I feel like, uh, yeah, I don't. uh, to be honest, man, he might stay, you know, because I don't know who will go, who will cop him, to be honest. Not for the amount they're, they're asking. Yeah. His he, name is Todd Bowley. He will spend the cash. Yeah, fair enough, man. Enjoy him. You can hear fair the excitement enough. in my voice for that, <laughs> but he will be the one that puts up that cash. But anyway, we'll move on from West Ham and me having to watch Declan Rice play football. Um, <laughs> early early kickoff on Saturday. We all know an early kickoff, lads. You never bet the early kickoff because it is ripe for throwing up surprises. The most surprising part about this whole game was in the build-up. Teams are announced and Rashford is on the bench. We're all thinking, oh, has he been unwell, unfit, maybe an injury? ETH comes out in his pre-match conference and says it's a disciplinary issue. To the point where even the interviewer had to go, wait, can you say that again? Just to make sure. But it was a disciplinary issue. Rashford said at the end of the game afterwards that he missed a meeting because he overslept. So ETH just dropped him to the bench because... He is ruling with an iron fist. I thought that United played reasonably well without him. They created a couple of chances, but thanks to some below-average finishing, I'm looking at you, Tony Martial, they couldn't break the deadlock. Second half starts, Rashford is on the pitch, and he immediately made an impact for me. There is a lot of... uh, His goal was fantastic, direct, fierce, running right at the defence, shoving off Johnny, getting the decisive goal. Could have had a second one if not for using his hand. Um, Manu, I'll come to you on this one. So the main talking point for me really is that Ten Hag disciplines Rashford. He's been had a lot of calls to make like that. You think of all the Ronaldo stuff and whatnot. What do you think? Do you think he made the right call regarding this situation with Rashford? Or should he have just played him from the start because it's one meeting? Do you know, with this one... My feelings towards it isn't re- like the way they made it seem was like something big. Then to find out what it was, yeah, that that I I, I get why he disciplined him. Uh, um, 
Whether it was worth dropping, I don't know. Because obviously the similar thing happened with Aubameyang and he was dropped for arriving late to the match day. Um, the, this was told like it was, in, it was like a meeting, a team meeting. So I don't know if that was on the day or not. If it was on the day, yeah, um, you've got to drop him. you just got to have standards. Um, the, the, the boys... They know their roles as as as, play, as professional footballers. Remember, they're professionals. They say in Sunday league Saturday you just turn up. Um, so I, I I get it, but I don't think we should be making much noise from it because obviously now we've seen what's happened when he's come on. Yep, he was right to do it, and I think Rashford's learnt just don't be late. Um, and that's it, really. I, I I think it's 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 when I found out what it was, I thought it was something more, but it's not that juicy. So I'm like, yeah, it is what it is, man. We move. Yeah, Do you think, enough. though, sorry, Jake, um, in terms of ETH, he's noticed that there are bad habits going on within that club. So he's just trying to, to change it. So maybe that's where he's coming from. Like no one is above the law type of situation. I think for me, like, we'll, we'll, we have discussed it. It's the Ronaldo situation. I think he handled mm. that as well as he could have, right? And that gets yeah. you a lot of play. That gets you a lot of rope to work with when it comes to squad discipline. And I think you hit the nail on the head there as well, Mace, where just from an outsider's point of view, you could look at that United dressing room before this season and think, that is toxicity in a nutshell. That was mm. That is an awful environment to work in. And I think Ten Hag has gone very much the way of, right, you've had managers like Ole, who's more likely to put the hand around the shoulder rather than hold the hard line. You then had yeah. Ranić, who did absolutely nothing. He had no authority whatsoever. So he's come in and gone, right, these are my standards. You match them, you've got a chance to play. You slip up, it doesn't matter if you're Cristiano Ronaldo or Martin Dupravka, who has now ironically <laughs> left the club. But that it, like, I'm holding the same, you all to the same line in regards to these. Like, you have to hit them. And to be honest, I, I think... Ten Hag got away with it slightly with this one, because yeah. like I think we were discussing it. Like for Rashford to come on and score the winner, it's like oh well, you're like if if you had played him from the start, maybe you wouldn't have had to be in that situation. But you won the game. It doesn't really matter how you win it, as long as you win it. You take your three points from Wolves, who under Loptegui have improved quite significantly. I thought they were quite good today, and Munya, I know you feel the same on that front. So to just get your three points yeah. doesn't really matter. And it almost proves his points. Like you can just say to Rashford now, it's like, look, if you're not late, you'll start. You'll continue to have these improvements. You'll continue to score goals under me. So just hold yourself to those standards, particularly now that you've got Garmacho, who I thought was okay in the first half, but he's coming on a little bit more. You've got Sancho coming back to training, whether or not he does anything. We're not really expecting that at that Don't, point don't hold your breath, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God no, God no. I'm um, like someone like Anthony who is continuing to throw step overs. Like, bro, they've they've got an okay amount of depth up there. But strides, we haven't really heard from you on this. Um, United, there's some of the January transfer window. Do you think they need to make any moves? Or given how well they've played, I think they're over the last eight or nine, they've only lost one. Are they okay just to step on and just keep with their squad and keep improving? Is a um, to be honest, I feel like they've got enough depth. Um, huh? No, Munya, no, Munya no, have no, another no, dig, no. is he? Yeah, I'm a defeated man, <laughs> Munya, but we'll get on to that. Uh, um, I feel like they've got enough depth in the in the forward areas. 
I think maybe they're a little bit light in midfield. But um, look, United are a weird team, man. Like I, I look at them and I don't think they're very good, but they're picking up results. I do think he got away with one not starting Rashford, but I understand the whole team discipline thing. But in terms of like signings, I, I don't see who could come in really that would improve them, to be honest. I, th- I, th- I, I, I do think they need one more attacker, to be honest, um, specifically a number nine. But who that's going to be, or they get like a left winger um, to, to like a, a Garnacho backup or just to start over Garnacho. And then put um, Rashford at number nine because that Martial, he's not the one, man. Like I think United fans need to let that one go. It's been like seven, eight years or something, and he ain't he ain't done niche. He ain't triggered no clause in his bonuses, nothing. Do so the Ballon d'Or clause and them things there. So I feel like you know, like the um. Like the Cody Gakpo thing that did, that didn't materialize for them, it may have hurt them. So they need to go and look for another left winger, man, so that they can put Rashford at nine, who can you know he he's he can play there as well. So that's what I think. I don't think they have that much depth. I just there. don't think Rashford's very good as a number nine, though. Same. Yeah, no, no, no. I get it. I he's he... Rashford. I think he's better off the left. I don't know. Like, agreed. I hear you, but don't get me wrong. Marshall is pony. Ma- Marshall is pony. Like, are they going to be able to sign an actual number nine in January? That was my that, that was that was my thing. That's something I definitely agree. They need. That was yeah, my thing. That I there's no number nine. Summer job. I feel like it's a job for the summer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. You can't, and to, let's be real. Yeah, Sancho, as poor as he's been, he's he's still a good player. There's no like Sancho's not a bad player. If he comes <coughs> back and hits, gets into form, then they've got cover on both sides of the pitch as well. And then they go out and get a proper, proper number nine in the summer. That's what I'd say. Rather than make making a January signing, like a stopgap signing, they missed out on Gakpo. And then like they're in another predicament where they've got another attacker <clears throat> who's not very good or who's not covering them where they need to be covered. But yeah, that's just me, isn't it? So do you think what they, ha- what they have right now is enough? Because I personally don't think so, man, to go all the way. They have to really rely on the on Ra- on Rashford's individual brilliance to carry them. I think it's enough to get top four, bro. Honestly, I do like. I look at Spurs. I look at Chelsea, even Liverpool to a certain extent. They're they're not well. They're better than Spurs. They're probably better than Chelsea. Liverpool, you can argue it's fifty fifty. So they got enough to get top four with that team, hundred percent. All right. Fair enough, fair enough. No, um, we'll move on. I agree, I agree. Oh, sorry, yeah. Nah, nah, that's fine. Like, I, think, I think we're all in, I think <laughs> no, we're all I, in the same I was, I was just going to say, no, no, I was just, just going to say, I agree with Calvin in terms of like the team's fight for top four, as he said there. Andy, I don't know what it is about Liverpool this season. I don't know, but um, I think we were talking before we went on air. Um, I see United and Spurs as front runners. Sorry, Jake, but we'll see in it. Spurs? <laughs> You are mad, bro. We'll Guys, we yeah, yeah. we not, are not, not we are nowhere, brother. He just said he just saying that for for I don't know for a reaction, yeah, innit? Let, let's move no, on, and we'll, we will get to <laughs> we will get to these top four pretenders. Um, three o'clock kickoffs, and what a surprise that threw our way. City welcoming Everton. We all thought they were going to walk over Everton. They scored in the first half thanks to you know who. He who shall not, who does not need to be mentioned, 
that Viking God up front, number nine for City. And then Damari Gray just comes and decides to mess around and score a fucking screamer of a goal. And City were People poor. People acting surprised. Gr- gr- Bro. Damari Gray's got that in his locker, man. He's got... Bro, he did it against us. People forget. <laughs> yeah, he did it against us. He's, he's got whippers, man. Right? <laughs> I'm I'm actually like upset how his career has turned out, man. Um, didn't obviously work out at Leicester, but um, yeah, sorry, Jake. Yeah, that that is obviously a contender of goal of the season, but yeah, that's his yeah, level. Hundred percent, absolute screamer. But yeah, City dropping points yet again. Really, it's getting a bit of a trend, but we won't mention that too much. We don't want to be too loud about that. Am I right, Arsenal fans? Am I right? Um, hey. <laughs> next game in the three o'clock Newcastle welcome Leeds to St James's and they absolutely dominated Leeds but they could not force that ball onto that I thought the funniest bit of the whole game was in the 90th minute it kicked off a bit like Wilson pushed over Melier and you just the camera just cut to Guimaraes telling Tyler Adams he was too short repetitively like doing it with his hands as well fantastic but Newcastle had to sell for a nil-nil draw Palace, they went to Bournemouth and they really dispatched of them. That was a pretty easy game for them. Bournemouth, ever since appointing Gary O'Neill was permanent. Don't know why he did that, but they won, went and won 2 0. And then Fulham, they managed to welcome Southampton and eke out a late 2 1 win, despite Mitrovic missing a penalty. RIP my FPL this year. Um, that's a pretty good that's the three o'clock's done, and then we move on to the late kickoff on Saturday, and that is Brighton welcoming Arsenal. So Arsenal, this is their on paper quite hard January, and going to Brighton, you think right that is a that is a tough game, and they didn't miss a single beat to what they have been doing before the World Cup and since they've come back. Saka opens the scoring early on, Odegaard gives them a two 0 lead just before half time. And then you've opened up the fir- you've opened up the second half. You immediately think as a Brighton fan, right? We just need to get through five ten minutes, build our way into the game. And Ketia immediately scores thanks to Martinelli just pushing his way through. However, Brighton did come back into it. Like they made it three one. They made it four two. They had a goal disallowed in the ninetieth by VAR. But Arsenal pulled it out. They once again looked really good against a very very strong team out away from home. So. Mace, I want to highlight the your top goal scorer in the Premier League this year, your captain, Martin Odegaard. He is marvellous to watch. Like I yeah. I'm getting more and more certain he's your best attacker at this point. Like I don't know if you... that's hyperbole, but <laughs> He's the I'm best not... player he's the best player in the league, man. Yeah, attacker maybe I'm not sure, but best player, yeah, I think I agree with Drew. Um in the league Maybe top three, but definitely best player. Maybe uh, Arsenal is definitely best player. That's my stance on it. Um, but yeah, he's picked up form and he's just been so beautiful to watch. Everything he does just clicks. Um, it's it's nice. It feels like I'm a City fan and I'm watching Kevin De Bruyne just play. You might not knew here, man. Yeah, we're very new to this, so it's a it's a. It's a lovely pleasure to to have and to see your team domi- dominate and to to see your ten just do crazy stuff. It's it's nuts. I I I definitely don't want to l- let go of this particular ride because I'm enjoying it. I can't lie. 
Yeah, I get why. I get why. <laughs> Monia, you, Eddie, you, you Eddie feel like Ket- you have something. Yeah, Eddie, <laughs> Eddie and Ketia, if you're listening, I owe you an apology. I wasn't really familiar with your game. Um, <laughs> back-to-back goals, man. Um, you know what it is? I think I was speaking to Andy about this um, in a previous episode. Like Everyone was saying, oh, yeah, Gabriel's gone. Um, can Arsenal... Can Arsenal like replace him? Okay, obviously you can't replace him. I think it was you, Mace. You saying we've got three unique strikers that offer something different to the game. Um, Eddie is is. I mean, I I, I don't want to say and jinx it, but he's just come in and he's slotted in well. Um, I think we talked about his confidence um, in the last episode uh, when he scored that goal as well against West Ham. Um, you can just say it again. He he's always there. He's willing to work hard and. It, it was just a pleasure to see um, him get another goal and, and I hope it continues of course because all, all all four of our goals were all very different um, Saka with a composed finish to get the first one in Odegaard with a nice little volley um, do you know what one killed me actually the last one Martinelli because I was saying square it square it Cause everyone was, was saying it <laughs> that guy was not squaring it man he was not squaring <laughs> it boy. the thing is he toe-punted it and just by luck it went through Sanchez um, in that like Sanchez. Sanchez could have actually saved that because if he did, mm. yeah, oh my God. And Brighton were obviously at that point um, only, what, a goal be- t- a two behind or something like that? I don't know. But yeah, Brighton got onto us. But what I like to see is the fact that we, we just saw out the game. Our game management is fantastic. Yeah, it was sloppy. Did you think it was fantastic in that game? Did you really think yeah. that? I mean, the thing The is, game management. Because I didn't think was. so. No, yeah. no, the, the, the reason why... Andy, it, it Andy, was, I, sorry. I, wait, sh- go on, go on, Shalom. No, you go, Shalom. No, I was going to say, it was, but it just didn't pan out as it, as Arteta wanted. Because if you notice, most of their goals came from basically Mitoma and him just being, having a great game. But Ben White kept him re- relatively quiet. When we took Ben White off for... Um, Tomiyasu... That's when yeah. you saw, you saw exactly created, but you but that's not, not game management. Tommy, no, no, you wouldn't expect that from a Tommy Yasser. That's where I'm landing to because you expect a, yeah. a little bit of um, composure and I get that, but you might, but you might have to blame this on Arteta because I think Ben, I think he took off your good players, even though you were like three one or four one up. He took them off pretty early. You, you took you, you, it's, there's still twenty minutes to play at Brighton. <laughs> like yeah no no correct no, correct you know but you, okay. I, sh- yeah no no Sorry, go ahead I see Andy's point at the same time yeah you're right Andy um, the subs were made quite early um, but at the same time it's, it's, it's what it does normally it's, it's a normal procedure to, for Ben White to come off um, t- Kieran, even Kieran Tini had a fantastic game and he came on but yeah he did Tommy also didn't play as well because it's, it's his first game since the World Cup and obviously he's still recovering but um, one one person that I'm not going to add who's, who's having a bad um, World Cup hangover is Saliba. Um, he's just not up to his normal scratch right now. But I know who get there because I think in the West Ham game, he was at a fault for the penalty, of course. And um, he was at a fault for Brighton's... Second, second, second goal, second, second goal. Second, second, yeah. That's it, sorry. The second goal. Um, hey, I was Julie. I was at the game and I, and I can't remember. Um, <laughs> but... I, I think he'll ice that out. I'm, I'm not concerned yet, 
But yeah, I think when he's West Ham at home, we're obviously going to win that one. Um, but in this one, I I I have to let him off. But he needs to pick up his game because it's a big win, though, man. Big, big win. Like I said to you, Andy, with these next four games, Brighton, Newcastle, um, Spurs, United, if we get anywhere between seven to ten points there, I'm happy. Um, Mm. Newcastle obviously drop points um, and we've got them now at home. I back ourselves at home. Yeah, I'll be smiling if if we get another win, but this is football, man. Obviously, Newcastle want to bounce back. Well, I'll tell you what then, I'll I'll stick with you here. For um, because we've yep. spoken about our other teams in January, and the big move that Arsenal are looking up is Mudrick of Shakhtar. Now, as far as I'm aware, I think you've made some like a forty million plus twenty million in add-ons bid, and Shakhtar immediately rejected that, and you're staying at the table. Now, I get that Jesus is out for the next couple of months. Um, ESR, I'm not sure, is back to full fitness as of yet. Um, Fabio Vieira has struggled to make an impact, but I think that's more because the three behind the striker have just been absolutely phenomenal. Um, but what are your views on struggled to make an impact? Well, he's played one game. He's played Fabio one Vieira. start. Of the pro. Oh. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not mean, saying, I'm not saying it's a bad saying. Like you guys have been fantastic. He's just not been able to make a massive impact. Is that unfair? No, that's not unfair. I think it's, no, okay, it's correct. No, that's, that's yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. It's not an act. It's just simply you guys have been fantastic. But what I'm trying yeah, man, yeah, bloody hell, mate. Yeah, man. It's every day. Come like Shambaz. Fam, I just went in on on my favorite player at the moment. Oh, at Arsenal, Saliba. I just went in on it. Do you know how hard that was for me to talk about him? So please, I can hear the tears. Yeah, Jake. But anyway, what are your views on spending so Jay, the money that you're saying, going, yeah. you're rumored to have spent, you're going to spend on Mudrick, given your squad at the moment? Um, without going and repeating from last week's conversations, this is the market now, isn't it? Um, price, clubs can now ask for these prices for players that are not worth the actual value. Um, we talk about Chelsea; they've said like obviously they can just splash out. We ain't like Chelsea, but Shakhtar. They, they they want peas. Um, it's an investment for this project, this obviously long-term project that um, Arteta has. So for me, I'm just saying, look, cash out, do what you got to do. Um, we've said I test, he looks good. Um, obviously, the last time Arsenal properly splashed out was Pepe, and we all know how that went. So um, it's, it's it's hard to say, man. But if it's if it's part of a long term project, is he's younger than Pepe? Um, do it. He he wants to come to the club. Have you seen how much this guy is twerking for Arsenal? Oh God! Um, I don't know if, you, if I don't know if you saw what I posted in the chat yesterday. It's obviously at the West Ham game. He was watching on the iPad, and I think um, yesterday's game he said something about um, you know his story with Arteta saying top boss or something like that or like great boss. Two top bosses. I don't know, yeah, man. He- Two top bosses, sorry, that's it. Yeah. Um, my man wants that move. I, I I think it's a matter of um when, not if now. Because we're hearing yeah. that he's already signed he's already agreed personal terms. It's just I'm like hearing, a fee sorted, so Money, I'm hearing we put in a second bid, so there yeah, it is. We were lining up today, didn't we? So yeah, this is where we are and I think if we wanna push as a club 
in the position that we are. Yeah, let's say we don't even go into winning the league or whatever. Um, we are <laughs> something. So the the, the better the, the the more like Andy, we were talking about the subs bench. Um, for so for Spurs again, like we need to have a strong bench. He ain't gonna come in and start, but we need a strong bench. Yesterday. I don't know. We, we we put on more defensive players and attacking players. We we just need a strong squad, okay? Because I, I think people obviously pick up Arsenal and say, look, if they're better, like Gabriel Jesus, if he's injured, can Enkedia step up? We we just need a strong squad. And I think that's going to push towards it. I would take Pepe back as well, by the way. And you know I would. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Well, we'll move on to today's games. To We'll start off with... The, the least happy of us in strides before we move on to myself probably the second least happy um, but strides I think you'll agree with me here that that game were against Villa today was absolute fucking dross especially the first half we know Spurs this year have been a second half team they've been a comeback team but Villa were fantastic I think in that second half um, they gave him too much to handle, especially Lloris, who can't handle anything as a keeper when he's in Spurs at the moment for some reason. Um, Buendia gives Villa the lead. Then some lovely play from McGinn allows Kamara to score the second. And Unai Emery team, they're not going to bottle a 2-0 lead. They're so well coached. They're so well managed. They all know exactly what they're doing. Um, Strides, I'll just let you rant here. Where's the blame lie for you on this Spurs team? I'll be real with you, Jake, man. Like, I don't even have energy to run. <laughs> um, oh, it's just, for me, it's uh, the players, first and foremost. Um, just not good enough. Performances individually, as a team, collectively. No one can tell me that that 11 out there today wasn't good enough to go get the job done. Yet, we didn't have a single chance. In fact, second half, we, we talk about being a second half team. We didn't have a shot on target in the whole second half. Never looked like scoring. Villa were dominant, better team. Lloris, don't even get me started on that, brother, because he is done out here. I'd rather play Fraser Forster. Honest to God. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sick to death of Lloris uh, um, not being able to catch the ball, fumbling it. He can't kick. Do you know what he's meant to be? A, he's, he's actually a good shot stopper. But then the ones where he needs to just concentrate, the dribblers, the, the ones that aren't actually good shots on goal, he fumbles. He needs to get out of the sticks. Um, we're still playing Ben Davis and and people like that. Just <laughs> Basuma's been poor since he's come in. Hung Min, Hung Min. Like a pygmy on that right wing. Honest to God, man. I, 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 I need a Hung Min F64. Don't worry. I've seen, I've I've seen like stronger players at Power League under 16s than Brian Hill. It's like watching a little ragdoll getting. F- he's he's always on the floor. He's always on the floor. Get in the gym. It's his first start in the Premier League this season, and he and he spent half his time on the floor. Human son, yeah. I don't know what has happened to my man. You know, he has fallen off cliff, bro. He can't even control the football anymore. Let alone take on a man, let alone score a goal. Like, from back to front, it's just... He, he dropped Dyer today, rightly so. Longley comes in, has a mare. Romero's always just sliding, diving into people all the time. And, and just getting booked and... Uh, 
Hoiberg, all he does is pass sideways and backwards. The whole thing's a shambles, man. I can't lie, bro. And, but again, we don't have bad players, but they're just not playing well. And we have gone behind in our last seven matches. That's unacceptable. Now, there's two things you can look at. Yeah, we can look at Enik, we can look at Levy, we can look at all of the people higher up, but I don't even want to get into that because I'll be here for days talking about that. We've got to start looking at Conte as well now. Yeah, we are playing five at the back. We don't have the players to play that formation. Yeah, and we're playing two DMs. We have no creativity whatsoever at all. We rely on individual moments of magic, bit of brilliance from Son, bit of brilliance from Kane. And unfortunately, it's not happening anymore. Son's not on it, and then Kane's on his own. And even Kane today was poor. So the whole thing's just peak, man. And then i got to sit and listen to these men talk about Arsenal and, and this and that. And it's just jarring, Jake. So in, honestly, in answer to your question, it's the players, it's Conte, it's the board, it's Levy, it's Joe Lewis. I just want from top to bottom the whole club to get stripped and just start again. <laughs> I, I mm. love you strikes for a man that starts off a rant with I don't have energy for a rant and then always you found it through. gives us a classic <laughs> always thank you thank you but um, right um, I'll, I'll go for a quote unquote neutral side here because I can't speak neutrally about Spurs and I know Mason Munya can't so I'm leaving I it can try <laughs> yeah, that Mace right. yeah, that you hear the last episode <laughs> <laughs> because because the thing is like I, I got something to say Munia and you, you probably might laugh or back me up here but Spurs are a terrible team and because of Arsenal's stupidity we giving that club its credence to, to to be where it is right now because if we were in bad Spurs wouldn't be where they are and I clocked and asked myself this question has Spurs, Spurs ever played better football than the worst Arsenal team Answer me that question. Yes. My answer is probably... Mm, answer is probably no, because it... Let me tell you something. <laughs> yes. Let me, let me tell right, you something. You're going you're gonna to get Striz started, brother. No, no, no. Let me tell you something. And, 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 and Striz, and let me land. 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 No, no, no. Let me land. Let me land. Let me land. Let me land. Spurs have been very good because they've depended on, at, on their players. Kane... Son, right? Kane and Son have basically transformed Spurs from where they were to where they are right now. If you take them out, they don't play good football. They don't. And that's my point. At least Arsenal, we play good football. It might not be good enough, but it's pleasing to the eye. But Mace, you said you said pleasing. You you said Spurs' best is not better than Arsenal's worst. In terms That's of good football, in terms of playing football, playing football, uh, playing football. yeah. But what what are we talking about? No, is that, is this like this season? No, no. I think I think what you're missing. No, 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 no. no. As in watching, because you look. As I think what Sean is saying is as in like watching them play football. Because you're right, Spurs is best will get results. But I'm just saying, look, Calvin is like he said himself, and I know other Spurs players. Fans did it, so if they can't watch their team, play, they don't enjoy. Can't watch that team play. No, no, no. But are you, are you guys talking about this season? No, no, we're just talking like in general. Like I've not seen Spurs play like uh, football. I, I, I've never seen them play good football to a point. I'm like, okay, this is this is fantastic football. This is something I want to watch. It's just efficiency by their best players. Wait, They've been yeah, just I, very I, I'm efficient. I'm confused as well, Andy. Yeah. Are you talking about? Are you talking about under Conte? 
Under Conte. I, I, under Conte he's talking about it in general. He's saying Poch football was... <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm not involved, man. Enjoy. I haven't seen no, you guys yo, play. If you're, if you're talking about Poch... If you're talking about Pochettino... If yeah. You can't, you, what, so you're, you mean to tell me yeah, the team that literally pushed Chelsea all the way and yeah. and... Like you can say push Leicester, but Finish we steps. didn't really. But you get my drift. <laughs> that team didn't yeah. play as good football as that yeah. team didn't play as good as football as your the worst. Arsenal's team. worst. That's cap. That's you know cap. what? You know what? You know what? I will. I will. I will be objective here. Yeah. I will be objective here yeah, and say okay, that's slightly cap. But my point being is, Jake, is you gave him the mic, first, you know. The point being, and it still stands, Spurs don't play good football. And the best they played, where did it take them? So that's my point. You guys need to change the way you play football because it sucks. That, that's that's me being objective. Oh, yeah. I wanna, I wanna, okay, okay. That, okay. I'm going to come back. I, I want to go to... No, no. I'm gonna, let me come back to that quickly. Let me come back to that quickly. Let me come back to that quickly. Because yeah. firstly... That is I don't even understand what you're even talking about in terms of the football mm. side of things because under Pochettino we played arguably the best football in the league yeah okay when we had Delhi, Kane Eriksson Dembele Rose Walker bombing on down the left and right front, yeah, we'll we speak. were a very good football we'll team speak. to watch actually the, our last season at White Hart Lane we, we went unbeaten the whole season at home so I don't understand that one yeah. but talking about like now it's very very clear and obvious to me what Spurs what Spurs has always been about, right? They've always been the team that needs to develop players, young players. They always got to be kind of shrewd in the transfer market. They never really spend big, big money. And that's always been the way they've been. And it's been about developing players, right? They tried to change that by bringing in Jose Marino because they wanted success. They wanted to win a trophy, okay? And, and obviously, as a Spurs fan, we haven't won a trophy in God knows how long. And that's what we all want. It didn't work. Yeah. The football was poor. Although Jose got us to a final, obviously didn't get to, didn't get, didn't get to play and all yeah yeah the football wasn't great and we relied so- solely on Kane and Son yeah and obviously yeah. we've got Conte in now another serial winner who's won where he's been yeah and it's been very similar the football's not been great but we've relied on a couple moments and at times we've played well I remember back in the last season we were beating teams for four fives and we were doing well and Kane and Son were linking up and Kulisevsky came and made a difference and some at yeah. times the football was okay Conte was in full flow but again yeah. like it is it is about we're just looking for success. We're looking to get over the line. We're looking to win that trophy, and we're we're almost having to watch this dire football in order to make it happen. Now, my my problem is football has changed. Football has changed the days where teams could win trophies playing that way. I don't I don't think you can win playing that way anymore. The games are adapted. You got other teams. Yeah. You got teams like Fulham that press from yeah. the front. You got Leeds Correct. as bad as Leeds are. They press Brentford. from the front. They they try, and and we are we are. Brent, they press. We don't press. We we don't yeah. we don't press from the front. We don't. We, there's five at the back. With two. we have essentially play with seven defensive players, and it's not. And that. So I don't think. Yeah, it's a case of uh, the football's not great. It's it's about we wanted to win a trophy. Can we win a trophy playing this way? Well, we got knocked out okay. of the Carabao Cup by Nottingham Forest. Yeah. So so this is. I agree with you completely in terms of in terms of that. I agree with you completely. Okay, you know what? Fair enough. And like um, I said, I, wanna, I can accept. I, I, go I ahead, Mune. I want to go to um, a point that Calvin made, actually, Calvin. Um, you were talking about when you go for your squads and how bad they are. Um, you mentioned Hugo, it's time for him to go. I've heard, like, on the windmill that Pickford is unsettled at Everton. Would you take him? Like, if would you take Pickford? 
Technic England number oh, one? I pro- do you know what? I probably would. I probably would. I'll take him, man. Honestly, I'm sick of seeing Lloris. You know what it is? It's his face. He does his face. It winds me up. Yeah. He mentioned it before in the He has that face, man. He looks like he's smelling shit, bro. He has his face, yeah? He's got that face, bro. Like, he makes a mistake, yeah? He makes a mistake. Gee, he makes the mistake, but he's but he, but he he's screwing up his face like someone's done him dirty. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, yeah, gee, I take Pickford. I take Martinez at Villa. If he would want to come, I doubt he would. I'm trying to think who else I'd take, G. Nah, I'd, t- I'd take anyone but Lloris right now. Before... Donny can't catch <laughs> a cold. And, and before we move yeah. on, um, will you take back Poch? Do you know what? Like, obviously, just quickly, I did say the other day in the chat, I'd take him back. Like, I love Poch, man. Like, Poch is, he's given me my best years of, of my life. I know Moon is about to interject and say he didn't win nothing, but... The, the, the four or five years he was at the club like it, we were enjoyable to watch I actually enjoyed watching us not not like I Cal- do at the moment Calvin, it's terrible I've actually, so I actually said to, I would I've, but at I've the same to, time to people at this, that I don't want to go back I've said to people I to me personally Spurs were a bigger threat uh, with Poch, with I, Poch. I, 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 I feared um, a, a Spurs Poch. Poch I did not fear a Spurs Mourinho a Spurs Conte, Conte. A Spurs um, Mason, but Poch, my God, I, I was so happy when he left. <laughs> People are forgetting that Taliban looking done, you know, before him, before like, Mourinho. Man said Taliban looking. <laughs> oh, that's some respect. That's the line. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the line. Let's Don't even on. get me started I, on I, Nuno. I, 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 yeah, Jake, move on because. Yeah. I'll be talking about Nuno till tomorrow, so yeah, allow it. <laughs> I, I was going to say happily, but then I've just realised what the next game is, and it's my beloved Chelsea, and we travel to the city ground to play Nottingham Forest, and we have not won away from home since mid-October, and 90 minutes later, that record had been extended, thanks to what can only be described, from my point of view, as a dire performance, that Chelsea were lucky to get a draw. We took the lead... A cross came in from Pulisic. Bowley um, deflects it. It hits the bar. No Forest player reacts. Sterling's got a volley. It's 1-0. And before the goal, it was a little bit more equal. But especially after the goal, Forest were more physical. They were more intense. They were more dominant. And they equalised in the second half, thanks to the expert Aurier from a corner. And they look more likely to score the whole game. I mean, Brennan Johnson missed a couple of really good chances. I think Awanyui just absolutely shat on Koulibaly for 90 mm, minutes. It was, it was an awful, awful performance. And Munya, I'm going to ask you to go first here because I have my fierce opinions on this game and I will go into yeah. them. But from... Yeah. An outsider's perspective, what do you think Chelsea are lacking the most in this current squad? Do you know what I think it is? It's confidence. And I don't want to add Potter, but I think it comes to the manager. Do you, like, I, I, none of these players, in my opinion, feel like they can go out and get a result. That's how I feel. And that's when I watch Chelsea play, Jake. I, I don't know what it is. Do they not trust Pot- Potter? There's, there's no lack. Like... You, you man, are, as you said, you're struggling to win a game away since October. No team looking to finish in the top four can be having such stats on their head top. 
So for me, yeah. I feel there's a lack in confidence in the players. Um, and that needs to change quick because... <laughs> what, what, what? But again, is that because you guys like to sell and get rid of, like, and like bring players in? Like, I don't know, man. That, that for me, as as I watch that Chelsea squad, that that's what I see. No, no confidence to get a result at the moment. So, can I just say though? Point, can I just say though that that was nearly the, sorry, Jake. You can, um, this is off the point, but that was nearly the goal of the, the best on goal I've seen in a while. If they had gone in before Sterling oh, finished it, that would be a great well, goal. <laughs> If Faze hadn't scored that one against Liverpool, then I would I would happily agree. But it would have been a great weekend for them, nevertheless. Um, this is the thing. I'm not going to blame it on Potter because we were playing like this under Tuchel. Like, this squad has just... I think this squad lacks so much on a physical aspect. It doesn't matter how technically good they are. Like, you look at the defence today... Kepper, fair enough. He has been resurgent. He still looked pretty good today. I'm not going to have anything bad on him. But our most impressive physical defender right now is Thiago Silva. And that is a 30-year-old man who was slow as fuck. But he compensates for it because he runs when before the ball's even played. He knows where the ball's going to be. But right back, you've got Azpilicueta. I can't see him there. I love Azpilicueta. He has been a captain. He has been fantastic. I think he's got the most appearances as a foreign player for Chelsea now. But he can't play right back anymore. He just can't cover the ground quickly enough. You've then got Koulibaly at right centre-back. He is fucking dreadful, man. Honestly, like... For a player who had such a high reputation before coming here, I get we were getting him on the downturn. I understand that. But he's he's jumping in on a one-year-y, putting the ball past him instead of just running for him man-to-man. It's not as if he is any fucking quick, but he can't keep up. And you've got Kukurea. Kukurea is just bang average. He is just bang average. We have paid £55 million. Yeah. Bang average. It is fuck. Oh, like, it is so frustrating. And then you've got Jorginho. Jorginho can't run. He can't fucking mm-hmm. run. That's it. You've then got... Pula- Kovacic looks done. Oh, no, nah, I'm not. Oh, no. Nah. nah, Kovacic, he can play. He, as soon as he came on, he, can he pl- Yeah, I know. But, I mean, it's time to move on as well there, man. I think, man. Because you're not going to get much that. more from him than what he's giving you now, I think. See, that, Jake, if he's in starting, what's good is? That's because he's just come back from the World Cup. He will be starting. I, I, he's our best centre mid. Yeah, 100%, 100%. I think it's just because he's he's just come back. I think on Thursday, we've got City at home. That's going to be a fucking ball lake to watch. But he will start that game. At least I fucking hope he does. But this, this is my overall point with this Chelsea squad now. And... You see how much we're signing youth players. Like I think we've already signed two players for the youth already in just in January. We're signing Bada Shi from Monaco. I've probably butchered the pronunciation, but he's only twenty one. Yeah. We're obviously looking to make the big move for Enzo Fernandez again. Is he for is he for the youth team? But he's not for the youth. It, I was gonna say Fana and Andre Santos, but he okay. is an, he's a twenty one year old. We're we're actively signing Andre younger Santos. players. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. As soon as I saw that, I thought of it. Um, but my I think I think Chelsea's problems lie in attack, man. I think like yeah. in terms of like just like from your midfield other than obviously Kovacic, because obviously when he came on, then obviously there was a bit more urgency. Even like my dog Ziyech as well, to be honest. He, he, when he came on as well, this, you know, things started to move forward in terms of an 
Chelsea perspective. But mm-hmm. in terms of creativity, in terms of chance creation, there's absolutely nothing there, man. And then you got people like Aubameyang coming in. It's like, come on, like, <laughs> what's going on? Havertz as well. Like, apart from that goal, I haven't really seen him since. Sterling tries, tries, but mm, Mason Mount. Oh, like, mm. Yeah. No, no, I, I agree. I think uh, my my thing is this now with this Chelsea squad is that you are giving out six-year contracts left, right, and centre to these players. You've given Potter a five-year contract, right? And we're not making top four. I think we are closer to Aston Villa in 12th than we are United in fourth at this point in time. So I would honestly be hoping that Bowley and the, all the new recruitment structure they've got behind them and Potter say to themselves, right, this season is basically shit. It's done. We are signing all these youth players. We are trying to actively promote ourselves as a squad in rebuild. Just fucking commit to it. So say to players like Pulisic, like Ziyech, like Jorginho, apparently we're given a new contract to Kante, players like that and just say, right, lads, don't like just go and get yourself a move. And we we're not gonna play you. We are gonna play players like Amari Hutchinson, like Carney Chukwameka, who are just sitting on our bench at the moment, and give them proper game time and give them the next four or five months and go, right, let's yeah, see what hear we you. do. Let's actually just rebuild because I, if I'm not going to finish fourth, I don't give a fuck about the Europa League. I don't give a fuck about the Europa Conference League. I think we can all agree that it's top four. Oh, yeah, I don't finish fucking eighth then. Let's just get out of Europe and then just focus on building up these young players and see if they can actually play. Because as much as ZH, when he came on, looked it looked better, he's not our long-term future. He's 29. He's not going to make it work. Pulisic, we've given him plenty of opportunity. The guy always gets injured. Whenever he gets tackled, he just goes down in such pain. His tolerance is so fucking low. It's like if you went up to him and pinched him, he'd be out for a week. Like, just... Who's stronger, Brian Gill or Pulisic? Oh, God. I think Pulisic in an America shirt. When he pulls on that Pulisic. America shirt... <laughs> yeah, yeah. when he but does, he's... Like... <laughs> I mean, Drew, I'll come to you with this then, because... Like I say, Chelsea had the highest spending summer ever for any club, right? You've then come into January and we've already spent, I want to say, something like 50 million. If Bader, when Bader Shule, again, probably butchered the pronunciation, but when he gets confirmed. And on top of that, we're looking to buy Enzo Fernandez, which will be for over 100 million pounds. We've already confirmed, sorry, we're about to confirm Nkunku in the summer for another 55. When does it come down to stop making signings? Make, make the, like you, like, like when does it get to that point of going right? You have signed all these players. Produce. I mean, this is a this is like a a team with enormous amounts of money and minimal success moving. It's similar to like United, to be honest, because they do a similar thing where they just keep, every season. It's like we need to invest but you just spend this amount of bread. Next season, we need to invest, but you just spend this amount of bread. So I do agree with you with, with your point that you made, that you need to tell the older, lackluster player to just keep it stepping and just play like Carney, Chukwameka, Omari Hot. Just play these Donnies. You might as well, man, because you got they've got nothing to lose. They are the future, so you might as well play them if that's your MO by going with like younger players. So that was a great point that you made there. And you, even you as a Chelsea fan, 
saying that you know these signings these uh, investments quote unquote uh, that you keep doing every window needs to stop it says a lot man to be honest uh in terms of like where you see your where you see your club and what you want your club to do so i 100% agree with you man that at, at some point it needs to stop i like the um i like the vision that T ted boyle is going on with the signings that he's making with the younger players and making sure you secure them before anyone else does. Obviously, we had a hint of that with the Guardiola thing um, last summer, but obviously that didn't materialise yet. But in terms of like recruitment, they're going in the right way and they're doing the Real Madrid thing, what Real Madrid did a couple of years ago with just getting the younger players in before anyone else and then they will provide you the future, man. Because this spending thing that you guys are doing, it's similar to United as well. I think United are, are on the same boat. It's not the one, man. Nah, it's it's definitely not like I I am excited for these signings, but I just want us to stop play. Like, I mean, I'd happily give up on Koulibaly right now. I happily would. I think Jorginho, he's over the hill. He's out of contract in the summer. Apparently, reading an offer to him. Don't rescind the offer. Say to him, say to him, <laughs> say to Kante, say to Ziyech, say to, no, but say to these players like, look, thanks for representing us. If you want to go find a move this summer, and it's at least adequate make you move but especially for those that are out of contract let's move on from you let's yeah. do, let, let's let's get somewhere get to a different place because if you're going to sign all these youth players give them shots man like Omari Hutchinson like I remember May saying when we first confirmed it like he was upset with, from that and he's been fantastic for our youth team you've spent 20 million on Carney Chukwemeka who was in the last year of his contract and he's come on he's played pretty decently when he has give him more of a role because as a Chelsea fan I don't even know his quote his position I don't even know <laughs> where he like genuinely like someone like Azpilicueta again I love the guy but he cannot yeah do a job he needs right to back. bounce man he does but was that not a two-show thing was that not two-show blocking a move to Barca um it was I think it was the whole club because we were like we were coming out of the whole transition from Abramovich we wanted to keep a bit of leadership which I mean, like I say, I'm not. It's not the worst move in the world. Like I'm happy with him as a squad presence, but when Reese James goes down and he does far too regularly, just get a better, get a replacement right back in. Like we're looking at um the Croatia right back place for Celtic, Juranovic. Like mm. that sounds like a decent signing, but you can't keep relying on someone like that. Like why is Shalaba not fucking starting over Koulibaly? Fucking blows my mind. Anyway, I can't like. I'm, I'm gonna blow a socket. Me, couple, me, couple me runs, right. couple runs this episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah honestly, uh, me, and, me and Strides are gonna, we're gonna have to go to therapy to just get through this. Uh, but we'll, Jesus. we'll move on to shots, and I'm gonna need to take a break because otherwise, you don't drink when you're angry, guys. That is a fact. So I will calm down. So I will let Mace go with his shot first. Yeah, my shot is for the Varbar boys and the podcast. It's a new year, so I'm just glad that we've started this again. And shouts to the listeners, shouts to everyone. Um, yeah, big love to the Varbar boys and Varbar. Shot for me. Love, man. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Love that. I'll take that yeah. one with you. Uh, Munya, you're up. Yeah, I'll take one. Yeah, um, I just want to... Just say happy new year. But just like my boy Mace just said there. But yeah, again, my shot goes to Eddie and Ketia, man. As I said, I apologize. I was not aware of his game. Um, filling in that missing spot really well. Um, and may you continue, man. Um, 
yeah, we've got a big season ahead here. Um, things are getting exciting, but I'm still trying to stay humble. <laughs> <laughs> Bexley boys, we need we, we we need the Bexley boys back on the pods, man. Because who was that? I was starting to come on to them. Send out a search party, man. Because them, man. Twenty twenty three, new year, the new them. That's what I'm hearing <laughs> on the streets. Um, I I have a shot, and that is despite my team playing awfully. It is to Thiago Silva. The man is thirty eight years old and has moved better than I have at this point than I've ever moved in my life. He is so bloody good. Like there was one ball over the top to Brennan Johnson. Target Silva was the only man back and they had a one you running in on the square and Silva somehow managed to block the square whilst cutting off the angle for Johnson. It's just like, I love the kid. I love the man and he's out of contract in summer and I'd, he's the only one I'd keep because he actually plays well. The others go fuck yourselves. But anyway, it's another episode of the VBP. Thank you ever so much for listening, guys. We'll keep pushing out the content. We want to keep hearing from you, so make sure you're checking out our socials. And yeah, happy 2023, everyone. Peace. Peace. Hey, Peace. Hi.